Welcome to the latest podcast in the Workplace series from the People Mentor, Nicola Richardson. Welcome to the latest podcast from Nicola at the People Mentor. Today we are interviewing Jess, whose business is a journalist and motorsport consultant at racingmentor.com. Um, welcome, Jess. Hi there, thanks for having me. That's all right. Um, you, you sound very interesting, so I'm looking forward to this uh, podcast with you. So, um, great Thank stuff. <laughs> um, so, tell me about your business first. Um, what is it, or what are they, and how long have they been going? So, seven years ago is when I went self employed and I set up my own marketing agency. And that was mostly kind of in the, the local area, which is Norfolk for me. Um, but I had quite a focus on kind of fashion and music because that's what I was into at the time. Um, but that slowly evolved and that kind of PR and marketing work got pushed out for journalism work. Um, again, that was mostly on kind of the fashion side to begin with. Right. But as my interests changed and I got more into motorsport and cars, I started writing about those more. Mm. Um, got involved with a racing driver and started doing her kind of social media and PR um, and then started working with more racing drivers and realized that there was a need for someone who could teach them to think more like a business. Yeah. And that's where Racing Mentor came from. So the the idea being that I help racing drivers learn the business skills needed to approach people to basically get sponsorship. Um, So a lot of them don't know how to do that because they don't necessarily come from business backgrounds. Um, Also within Racing Mentor, I do motorsport consultancy work for businesses as well. So anyone who wants to reach racing drivers or just grow or enter the industry, um, I help them them too. And Racing Mentor has been going for, it'll be two years in December. Right. So that that's really different, isn't it? And it's very niche. Um, yeah. So really interesting. And you're quite right. They put, they I should think in that sort of sphere they won't think at all about what they need to do as a business. So um, really interesting stuff. And um, what made you actually start it though? What was the driving force for you? So I got involved with a race team in. 2016 um and they ran under my brand uh turn eight racing and oh, turn eight right. is, is my motorsport blog so i was involved with this porsche race team and we brought in sponsorship and we had a really kind of professional um presence within the motorsport paddock at races mm-hmm. and a lot of people were always coming to me going oh, i see what you've done with this team can you can you get sponsorship for me and i thought i can't go out and find sponsorship for every single racing driver that comes to me, Um, especially as there's a certain amount of profile building that needs to happen before they can go to businesses because they need to be able to offer something. So I thought, well, it's clearly needed because a lot of racing drivers don't know what they're doing or um, are searching for sponsorship in the wrong way. So that's why I set up Racing Mentor because I, I saw that there was a need for this and it gave me the ability to help more racing drivers. Mm. Um, I'm, I really hate the thought of someone who's a really talented racer mm. being unable to compete because they can't or don't know how to find sponsorship. No, and that, that's a really good point. And that's giving so many people opportunities by your help, isn't it? So, so 
so yeah that's that's fantastic um so that's kind of covered what drew you into it um so what has been your biggest challenge in that role i think it's been kind of finding my footing and and finding out exactly what racing drivers think they're struggling with so i can you know look at someone's sponsorship proposal for example so like the document that they're going to send out to businesses and give them kind of 10 reasons why that's not going to work but Mm -hmm. racing drivers don't necessarily know that what they need is help with their branding or you know building their profile they think they just need help finding sponsors yeah um, when actually it's much much bigger than that so communicating that to people especially when i've got products to sell people think that they don't need that so um yeah kind of getting that across has been well it, it has been two years worth of work and i think anyone that's followed racing mental for a while is now a bit more business savvy and they know a bit more about what they need to do before they approach sponsors but yeah that kind of communication was a struggle and you know i've had products that just didn't sell um because yeah. i was going in with the wrong messaging yeah messaging is really important isn't it and certainly um i find linkedin really good to learn about that sort of thing as well so um do you do much on linkedin yeah i'm really active on linkedin i am um, i find it a really good kind of networking tool within the kind of the, yeah. the global motorsport industry for me but um I've, I've found quite a few clients from there, racing drivers and PR clients from the other side of my work as well. Well, that's brilliant. That's excellent. And that's nice to hear about because I don't think people realise the importance of LinkedIn. So no. that's an, it's certainly, certainly one of my favourites. And in fact, I find it one of the easiest social media channels to use. Um, yeah, I agree. I, um, I recently wrote a blog post. Um, I think the title is something really kind of clickbaity like, here's how I made £21,000 on LinkedIn. And, it, uh, and it's basically just kind of a, an explanation of, of how I got one client who paid me something like three grand a month over five months or whatever it was. Um, and yeah, and then kind of the templates and stuff of, of oh. you know, the messages I used to get to land that client. And yeah, I think a few other people that, are, you know, that have downloaded those templates have found some success there as well. So, oh, well, yeah. I'll go and have a look then. Yeah, it's really <laughs> yeah. good. Yeah, thanks for that tip. No <laughs> okay. Um, so what's um, been the biggest lesson you've learned since you've been in your business? Probably about not trading my time for money. So although I do coaching and I do lessons and I do trade my time for money, a big part of my income is what people call passive income. But, you know, I took a lot, it took a lot of work to kind of get it to market, so to speak. So I would suppose it's more residual income. But things like uh, my book that's just launched, um, templates that people can download, um, courses, all that kind of stuff. Um, that that's been a big lesson in kind of how to develop those products so people buy them and they run themselves okay so Um, what's this book I've missed this what's this book (laughs) it's brand new it's it's, um, just launched it's called get paid to race and it um, it is basically what it says on the tin so it teaches racing drivers to build their profile get press coverage 
uh, build their social channels, um, everything they need to do in order to attract sponsorship and get paid to race. So um, it teaches drivers or any athlete really, it's quite relevant regardless yeah. of the kind of sponsorship you're looking for. Um, teaches them to research and pitch to sponsors, how to look after them, what you can offer, all that kind of stuff. And um, it's officially launching on the 2nd and 3rd of November at Motorsport Days Live. Mm. Um, but I've had a, a huge amount of pre-orders, um, which will all go out tomorrow. I've got my big stack of books. Oh. So it's very wow. exciting. How exciting. I, I feel, I feel br it's brilliant that I've been able to um, interview you today. So I think I will have to make sure that goes out tomorrow. I have to get it edited and out. Brilliant. Yeah. Thank you, Jess. No. <laughs> okay. Um, what's the biggest tip? Oh, excuse me. I've got a terrible cough at the minute. I'm trying not to cough. So um, what's the biggest tip you've learned from when you began your business? I think it's about building an audience so I especially when I started to move into motorsport maybe about five years ago I was able to build an audience for myself mostly on Twitter and around what I was talking about with regards to Formula One but I built that audience which gave me the authority to start writing about it which then built into doing TV and radio work about Formula One um, and it, it really kind of helped that that work that I did on what was essentially my hobby then um, definitely kind of gave me the, the platform to then launch a, a proper motorsport business, as it were. Yeah, no, that sounds brilliant. So, so and, and interestingly, it's a bit about the hobby, I think, as well. Mm. And I think sometimes we miss these opportunities with our hobbies to turn them into something for a business. Of course, yeah. Yeah. So no, and actually, I think that's where mine began because um, I, I was very much into reading up about leadership and management. And then when I did my SWOT, you know, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities and threats, what came out that that was clearly the area I was passionate about. So, yeah, so obviously your passion comes through. So that's brilliant. Yeah. It helps as well. Anyone who's in business, if they can create something around what they love doing, then it's, it's going to be so much easier to get up in the morning and do the work. And that, that's why, you know, people say to me, is it hard being self-employed? Do you struggle to get out of bed? And I'm like, no, because I'm, yeah. I'm so eager to work. Even when I'm on holiday, it's yeah. hard to like stop me from working. I'm there like squirreling away a few emails early in the morning before my boyfriend yeah. gets up. He's like, hey, are you working? I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I think that's the thing when you are passionate, it is so hard to switch off from it. Mm. No, totally get that one. Um, what's the key skills that you brought into your business from your previous roles? So I, I certainly think that the marketing and PR stuff that I picked up um, early on in my career was really helpful. But I started out in sales and I hated it. It was <laughs> the worst job in the world. But now, now that I'm selling more and I'm teaching people to sell more, I'm actually really grateful for the time that I spent in those jobs. But obviously back then I was... I was selling stuff I wasn't interested in. Whereas yeah. if I'm, for example, I sold um, a load of sponsorship for my book. So there are sponsors on the book, um, kind of as kind of proof of concept to racing drivers that I know what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, but because I was selling something that I really believed in, which was my book and my audience and me, 
Um, the selling was great. It was so much fun and, you know, the sense of achievement was brilliant. But when I was selling, you know, adverts in a, in a magazine to, mm. you know, people who wanted to sell some puppies, I wasn't so interested. <laughs> no, and I think it is. It's about that interest. And if you're not interested, well, it's just impossible, isn't it, almost? Yeah. So, yeah. So you've, you've definitely got to believe in what you're doing. So, yeah, yeah, definitely. And then when I, I then went into a really amazing PR role with a, a luxury PR company in Norfolk. Um, and the two owners were both journalists. So not only did I learn so much about PR, but I, I learned what it meant to kind of be a journalist, to be an author. Um, they basically taught me to write, um, <laughs> which was incredible. Like, I, you know, I always assumed at that time I was a great writer, but to literally have my work pulled apart by a fantastic journalist and editor was stressful um but one of yeah. the best learning experiences and I've definitely carried that through and I don't think I would have been able to write a book had it not been for, for that yeah it's really interesting isn't it? sometimes those very uncomfortable situations um and when you feel that you're being challenged actually give you the best skill sets out when you get when you get through it but you don't realize it at the time isn't it so it's about that perseverance and just keeping going so clearly yeah. you have so that's that <laughs> is brilliant yeah. I looked at your LinkedIn profile having a bit of a nosy like like you do um, and I could see you've done volunteering work outside of your business so tell me a bit more about that one so I've done a few different things. So at the moment, I'm registered as a STEM ambassador. So right. science, tech, engineering and maths. Um, right. Basically with the view that I go around to schools and um, kind of groups and teach children about different aspects of either tech or engineering, but from a, from a motorsport point of view. Um, yeah. I did some work with the College of West Anglia working on their mini challenge race car, although most of that was their students teaching me how to work on a race car. So that was really <laughs> good. But, um, I also did a bit of work with my local girl, girl guides group. Um, and I also do a fair bit of charity work, especially um, back in the day when I was running my um, marketing agency, I put on a, uh, a number of charity events to kind of link charities and businesses to kind of help them um, find ways to collaborate, basically. And um, I still have charity rates as well for, for any kind of motorsport charities that come to me and want to work. Well, that's really good. And, and that sounds fascinating as well. And you must get so much from it. Yeah, and I, I, I started Racing Mental because I wanted to help people. And yeah. although I obviously do run it as a business, I am always kind of giving advice to people. But um, I'm particularly keen to help um, kind of the often less valued members of the industry. So often that's women, um, LGBT uh, people, um, disabled racing drivers, um, veterans, anyone like that. So I'm, I'm working with a number of different people and, and trying to help them as well as trying to help other racers because um, although I obviously want to make money from my business, I, I just want to help people. I want to see people on track and racing and living their dream because that's what I get to do and I think everyone else should have that opportunity too. What, what a fantastic thing to do. Oh, well, well done you, Jess. So um, I look forward to sharing this podcast so people know how good you are. So, oh, thank you. <laughs> no, seriously. 
Um, so how do you define success and what do you think makes someone successful? And I've had some interesting answers on this on my previous podcast um, and they're always different. So I look forward yeah, to hearing what yours yeah. is. Um, so the way I define success is usually whether or not I hit my goals and those goals tend to vary. So for my book example, um, mm-hmm. I, I set myself a goal of like, I think 10 sales a month between kind of when the pre-order opened and when the book actually launched. And I've absolutely smashed that. So I would say that's a success. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> But I also set myself monetary goals because, um, for example, I would love to go on a four-week yacht cruise with a, you know, a, a crew and champagne and all lovely food and visit amazing places. And I know how much that kind of thing will cost and I know how much I need to earn to make that a reality. So I think yeah. at the start of this year, I set myself something, a goal that was something like um, have a £6,000 month. Because I knew that was kind of the start to getting a bit more comfortable with money and also kind of pushing myself to do more and to earn more. And um, and I I think I did that in March. Wow, well (laughs) done, yeah. So um, it's not always monetary. Often it's like, oh, I want to visit eight countries this year, um, which I think I've also done now. Um, (laughs) Only because I went on a ridiculous road trip and we did about five countries there. So that made oh, it but that, there must be a book there as well, surely. Well, yeah. Well, a lot of what I write about as a journalist is road trips. So, mm. yeah, I think that might have to be next on the list. But, um, Definitely. Can't wait yeah. for that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so success to me is certainly about hitting my personal goals um, for money, sales, lifestyle anything like that but um i think for for anyone i think success is personal yeah so you can look at someone and be like wow that person looks really successful because they're wearing nice clothes they've got a nice car when actually they might not see it that way so i wouldn't ever want to judge someone else's success um, based on my parameters yeah so then that's a really good point isn't it because somebody could be extremely rich and somebody would say that's successful but actually maybe that person isn't very happy at all and therefore that therefore it's not success to them yeah so yeah so no you're right so looking at business owners what do you think makes a good leader in a business owner I think it's communication and uh, although that's probably a really uh, cliche answer I think a leader is someone who can bring the best out of the people that they're working with Mm -hmm. so it's not necessarily about being able to delegate or tell people what to do even though you might have to do that as a leader it's about understanding how to talk to someone Mm -hmm. uh, the strengths and weaknesses within say a team um, and also being approachable you see so many kind of Hmm. I guess influencers within the business and online marketing sphere who seem terrifying (laughs) <laughs> and I'm thinking like Gary Vaynerchuk. <laughs> he really scares me. Um, but I think because he can really speak to people, um, yeah. and I mean, within podcasting, there are so many people like this, obviously. Anyone that can really speak to someone and, and get across what might be a complex point or um, really make someone feel something, I think is, is a yeah. good thing in a leader. Yeah, definitely. Definitely agree with everything you said there. So... I'm glad, I'm glad we're on the same sheet. Anyway, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, 
have you, you know have you had managers in the past and and have what have you learned from those managers whether it be good or bad what what's the key message that came out of those relationships with them I had a manager back in one of my well in my very first sales role for a photography company um and he was probably one of the reasons that I hated it so I was really bad at sales I didn't have very much confidence I suffered with anxiety Right. And instead of him trying to nurture mm. something within me to kind of teach me, I was only 18, um, he would just shout at me. And it just kind of made me think, well, firstly, it made me think I want to punch you in the face, but I didn't <laughs> do that. But it made me realize a lot further down the line that, again, you should be nurturing people. Yeah. And, and if they're not doing something the way that you would want them to do, find out why so yeah. for me, it wasn't necessarily that I was lazy it was that I was scared of talking to people a lot of the time and unless yeah. these people were really approachable I would just let them walk on by and this was very much one of those roles where you're standing in a shopping center and you have to approach people to sell to them which I think anyone. <laughs> yeah um I then had later on in my career I had a manager who Although she was good at what she did, she often let important things fall by the wayside and she didn't look after her clients. Oh dear. Um, so there, there was a point where I was like, if you want to keep these clients on board, which is obviously much easier than finding a new client, then you need to look after them. And it kind of got me to thinking about, again, communication, how one communicates with mm. those important people who are going to give you work or money or introduce you to someone basically be nice to them don't ignore their calls don't kind of fob them off um and basically you look after them upsell to them where you can and just make sure they're happy mm. i think there's some really good tips there actually jess so thank you for that so yeah thank you, thank you. um what would be your number one piece of advice for people who want to start their own business I would say start thinking about how to productize what you do early on. So it took me five years of knowing that I should be productizing my marketing services without actually being able to do it. And that's because I hadn't found enough of a niche. But if someone has a business idea, as well as thinking about um, what services you're going to sell and all this kind of stuff, think about products that you can sell and, and how you can automate the process. So um, for example, if someone buys one of my um, coaching like templates, so like a really entry level product, they then get an email automation, obviously if they opt in, they get an email automation that at different stages in kind of the, the process that they should be going through with that product, they'll get further advice that basically builds up to buy a bigger product, yeah. which basically means I can kind of leave my products to upsell themselves. So it's obviously a lot of work to do that. So that's, that's why I think business owners should think about it early on um, because then they're not stuck kind of in that, that crazy kind of planning and opening a business stage, trying to get all this stuff put in after the fact. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. Yeah, so I like that. Okay. Thank you for that. Um, 
so who or what is your inspiration? So I have a few. So um, Tim Ferriss, author of the Four Hour Work Week, is probably one of my bigger inspirations. Um, mm. Basically, because I read that book on the recommendation of um, a fellow marketing person in Norwich. And it changed my whole outlook on what I was doing and how I was running my business. So again, it taught me, it taught me about kind of productizing and automating a lot of what I was doing. And I did get to a stage before I set up Bracing Mentor where I I wasn't working a four hour week, but I was certainly working maybe three or four days a week and earning what I previously earned in five or six days. Yeah. Um, so it really helped me kind of really fine tune my business and what I was doing. So ever since then, I've bought all of, um, Tim Ferriss's books and I consume his content um, and everything that he does, the way that he experiments within his own business is really inspirational to me. And I, I think I've certainly brought a bit of that on, uh, into the stuff that I do with racing mentor. Um, Another big inspiration is actually a really good friend of mine, Rebecca Jackson. All right. She's also known as Rebecca Racer and she's a racing driver. Right. Um, I met her on a car launch uh, maybe four years ago now. Um, And we instantly hit it off. Uh, I told her a bit about what I did and I started working for her. Um, I mentioned earlier that I was doing... Um, social media and a bit of PR and I still work with her to this day but we are really good friends she is really inspirational in that if she wants to do something she will set that as a goal and then she will work out how to get there and I love that she just I mean when I met her she was working on something called Project Le Mans which was her goal to race at Mm -hmm. the the you know the famous uh, Le Mans 24-hour race Um, And she basically went from club racer, so racing at, you know, uh, I guess the bottom level of motorsport to racing a prototype car during the Le Mans 24 hour uh, weekend. Wow. Which is incredible. And everything that she does, be it in her personal life or her professional life, she just goes out and gets it. And I really like that. And that's kind of inspired me to set lofty goals that that seem impossible but then just go out and smash it basically (laughs) and and that's the sort of inspiration you need isn't it really yeah Yeah, that's fantastic and the fact that you're friends as well added bonus yeah I'm very lucky to have her in my life because every time I spend time with her I feel kind of this kind of renewed energy she's she's very positive and she's a great fun to hang out with um but yeah I always just feel super inspired at any time that we spend together Oh, that that's great! Wow, lucky you. Yep. <laughs> okay. Um, so, if you started your business again from scratch, would you do anything differently? I think I would have a bit more focus than I did at the start. All of kind of the the big successes with Racing Mentor have come maybe within the last six to twelve months. Yeah. So within the first year, it was very much. Uh, a serious hobby that made me a small amount of money and got me in front of lovely racing drivers. Um, I'm, I've now kind of ramped it up a bit and I've added the business coaching to what I offer because you know that I I love working with businesses and, um, in fact, I had a a great client a couple of days ago, we were working on his business and it was one of 
the most exciting coaching sessions I think I've ever had. Um, so yeah, I think I would go in offering business coaching and I would have the focus of um, really finding out what racing drivers think they need um, and how I can kind of communicate that to them. And then um, the kind of the, the, the set goals that I would have to get to a point where um, I'm reaching X amount of them or, you know, making this amount of money or have this many products on offer whereas when I started I just kind of went and go yes this is a great idea I'm going to do this with no real kind of plan or goals yeah so that sounds very focused um and, and I do think as a small business owner to start off with you can you can you you don't necessarily look to the vision um and how you're going to get there you might do the vision a bit later and I think that's where sometimes we fall down as business owners yeah. So it sounds to me very much you know what your vision is and that's where you're going. Yeah, definitely. I um I I found I find it really important now if I launch a new product or if I um if I want to try something new, I will plan really closely because I know that's what leads to success. And even if for whatever reason that product doesn't succeed, I I can better see why. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like you've got it sus to me, Jess. <laughs> so we're on the final question. Um, so um, what's the biggest business tip you would share with other business owners for them to take away from this podcast? I would say build an audience. So uh, this might not be relevant for, for every business, but um, whether you offer coaching services or products you can build an audience around what you do and these are the people that will always share what you're doing they will buy mm -hmm. every single product you put out um and even the ones that don't are still going to engage with what you're doing and help your social media posts or your blog posts get further and this is something that i failed to do in my marketing agency business especially at the start um, but as I built more of a profile for myself as a journalist, yeah. I had way more marketing and writing work just coming to me. Um, I don't really have to market what I do in that sense at all. Every time I think, you know, I need to yeah. go out and pitch for some work or do a bit of hustling, something yeah. amazing falls in my lap because I've done the hard work to kind of build that audience. And I think a lot of business owners focus too much on oh, this is my business and this is my brand without kind of thinking about the, the kind of people that are really going to get behind it and get excited about it. Because if you can find those people, yeah. then making a sale is going to be so much easier. No, and I think, I think you're right. Um, I'm, I'm certainly going to um, look Sorry. at, look at you, fine. I'm going to look and read your blog. I think that sounds really interesting and, and I hope your book sales go really, really well. Thank you. <laughs> it sounds like it's on the up anyway, so that's brilliant. <laughs> so that's it for today. Thank you, Jess. Appreciate you taking part in this podcast. It's been very interesting listening to you. <coughs> Sorry about my cough. Um, this is the People Mentor signing off. Thank you for listening. Thank you very much. All right, Jess. Thank you. Thanks. And that was really interesting. Thank you. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you need any help or advice, please contact Nicola 
on Nicola Richardson at thepeoplementor.co.uk. The People Mentor, driving your business forward.